Yes, it is. It is interesting to say that. Okay. Something just to hear the sound like. Yeah, okay. Good. Welcome to the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's good to be here. Well, hello everyone. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for uh, joining Abracadabra, Create What You Speak. I'm Ilan Azulai, your host, spiritual guide and a sound therapist. And it's really unique today. I have, but before I start, how do you want me to introduce you? Well, it feels good. Well, it feels good. Would you like to introduce me? Or would you like me to introduce myself? We'll do that. So, hello, welcome to Abracadabra, Create What You Speak. This is a second take. We've talked about how we're introducing one another. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining. I'm Ilan Azulai, spiritual mentor, a sound therapist, and your host. And I have a wonderful human being. Really a, a lovely and a sweet human being that I've uh, I met at a workshop. And uh, is Elijah Love. And he is exactly what he sounds like and what he looks like, Love. <laughs> so thanks for being here. And thanks for joining in my Zula. This is my Zula, mm. my hangout place, mm. where we're uh, exploring things and talking about different ideas. And you know, so maybe you can introduce yourself to, to everyone. Well, thank you for having me here, Alan. Sure. It's a very comfortable space you've uh, you've curated here for us. Hello, everyone. As Ilan said, my name is Elijah Love. It's not the name I was born with, but it was dropped on my head by angels. So these <laughs> days, I uh, have a lot of fun introducing myself that way. Cool. I've been voyaging deeply into the nature and function of consciousness for not quite a decade yet. However, in the seven to eight years that I've been very intentional on my path, I've discovered a lot. I've found deep joy in so much of what is possible, what is happening on this planet. And these days, my focus and intention really lies at the intersection of organization, sustainability, integration, and transformation. Hmm. So these are really the pillars that are at the core of what I do and how I work in the world. 
Soon. Yeah. No, I mean it's interesting what you're saying. So I have questions about it. But... Well, if you, uh, if you if the questions are bubbling up, I'm happy for you to jump into them. All right. But, Does that so feel like so, enough of an introduction. Yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good, that's good. <laughs> for, for you, for you, as long as for you, it's good. <laughs> so, but but how do you? What is your measure to know when you start a certain stage or you're transitioning to a different stage? Hmm. What is your, I mean, how is it? Is it reflected through a thought, through an action, through what? That's an interesting question. Um, well, uh, immediately, I would say the most uh, relevant uh, version of moving from one stage to another uh -huh. is the seven year cycle that our body goes through mm -hmm. in complete cellular regeneration. That's right. That's right. So I, I'm right at the beginning of my Saturn returns. So that's four cycles of seven on the planet so far. And at the same time, I'm also uh, in a seven-year process uh, taking um, a deep inquiry into each of the chakras one year at a time. So I'm in the third year of that intentional cycle of seven. So that's, that's one way. Um, I, I can say a little bit more about how that emerged particularly, but I think at some point the cycle, well, let's see, maybe, maybe it's not quite time to jump all the way. Into That's the good. good. Whatever, whatever, whatever it feels. <laughs> listen, listen, you know what? There is, there is never a good or a bad point to start a story, to, to enter a story. Mm. I mean, look at our connection, right? This is the reason it happened now is because it did not happen then. <laughs> right yeah you know and and how many times we've tried to create this this uh uh this uh conversation this gathering together you know quite a, quite a, quite yeah, some time four or five now right and and it happened times the charm as they say well, i don't know i heard <laughs> i heard three but i stopped counting after seven you know? <laughs> but it happened today and today is the evening of purim of the jewish holiday of purim we're talking about this a little bit i want going through the entire story, but just to say that this is really a celebration of and commemoration of the uh, salvation of the Jewish people. And like in the flip of, the, of a day where somebody wanted to annihilate uh, the Jews and, and Queen Esther, she was associated with Mordechai. She, Queen Esther, she married the king and she, she convinced the king to see her point and to see that his second in command is the one who is trying to annihilate the Jews and everything flipped and he got hung and and the Jews got the rights back. Now it's interesting because we before we started the, the program, you said, remember what you said? So everything starts with the, started with a breath. And you're absolutely right. Hmm. The fifth letter in the in the alphabet in the Hebrew alphabet is the letter Hey. The letter He is the feminine letter. Anything in the language that has a He that ends with a Ha or that is usually considered feminine, unless there are very specific, uh, 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 very few uh, uh, exclusions. But it's a feminine letter. Also, it's the letter of life. Why? Because we come with a and we go with a with a breath. And today is pouring. And, and as I shared with you, I didn't feel that Esther as a woman received all the credit that mm -hmm. she would receive 
partially because of the times, the patriarchal times, and just the way the things were. But she actually did the action of mar- marrying the king and and working the ground, working the land, so to speak. You know, and um, and I shared with you also about the Hamantashans, right? The triangle that we're told that this was Haman's ears. But it's actually a sense representing of the of the feminine. Because it is to commemorate her, to remember her. You know? Now, you know, there are taboos over, over time. So I don't know what happened over the generations, but this to me looks the most uh, appropriate rather than to commemorate a, a somebody who wanted to annihilate the Jews by eating his ears or a symbol of his ears. Otherwise, I would eat a cookie in the shape of the mustache of Hitler. And in the, in the Holocaust Eve day, the memoriam, right? But um, but it's interesting because because you're talking about about these shifts and changes, and this is much in, much of the feminine is coming through, mm-hmm. and much of these shifts that are that are part of where you are, where you share with me. You know? It's like, hmm. yeah, I, I think what you're speaking to feels really really true and there's definitely a lot of shift happening and a lot that I've been experiencing a really big piece of that I as I've I've been personally been grappling with this relationship with how our economic system is is designed and it's been a big a big part of the kind of like I'd say the deep shamanic threads that I've been feeling into that have this extractive quality, uh, this kind of pulling from the earth, pulling from the ground, pulling from, and I think I think it's it's beautiful this um, this intention that you that you've just shared of kind of reorienting the story to ensure that Esther receives credit where credit yeah. is due. Um, it all, you know, I love, I love this piece that the ha is the, is the beginning, it's feminine, um, uh, character, the start of the, the everyday of breath. Yeah, exactly. And also the start of every life, a woman, the birth that that begins every, every life new, and then you breathe in. So. Soul in Hebrew is neshama. 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 Yeah. It's feminine. Mm. in its nature. I mean, the masculine couldn't be created if there wasn't feminine. Mm. Mm. Right? Mm. Yes. Yes. So. Yes. Yes. So as, as you were speaking to the beginning, the, uh, the, the way, the, the cosmology that I, that I work with personally moves from the black, the darkness, the void at the, at the, the bottom of all things, the black hole at the center of the universe that everything spins around yeah. everything is drawn to and held by. Yeah. And from there we move through all the colors. That's right. Through red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet, and then above violet, pink, and then white. And so we have this white and black duality that wraps around the fullness of the color spectrum. That's right. And so as you speak to soul having this feminine quality, that is very deeply how it, how it occurs through my, my experience, this deep holding 
this uh. deep holding, darkness that holds all things. So, some ways, darkness that holds all things. Yeah. Now that's an interesting concept, because also so also light holds all or holds all things. It's like saying I could do take certain action and and or certain idea or certain gift that I have or that you have and use it either for negative or positive. So where do I want all things to be held at? Well, I, I, I take your point it, that all things, all things are of light. And so it holds all things. And yet this is the, this is the duality. This is the yin and yang, the, the white within the dark, the dark within the I got light. Gotcha. 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 And, and so at least the way I perceive it and experience it, that, from a from a deep philosophical standing, that the that the void is what the light is moving through. That yes, the mm. the light is what and, and and so we can only see this very small amount of the light. So so to that point to that point, this world is considered a hidden light mm. because to 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 experience the the light as light it's as light is as god is we cannot do that in our in our dimension in our reality in the same capacity that light is mm. right so the light has to go and this is a kabbalistic uh, um, way of looking at uh, and, and and telling how things are is that um, the light had to contract itself into different versions to be able to express itself here. Mm. So for the light to be the material, it's called a hidden light, uh, not a hidden light, a uh, like a muffled light. Mm. Think about uh, when you, you know, in the, in, the, in, the, in the bathroom, you have those glasses that you don't see through. It's like, it's kind of the, that. It's like, a, it's like a snowy glass. It's like a muffle. It really has to put filters and filters. Mm. Like I have those lights. And if I want to, for it not to be bright, I put different filters on it. So this is our existence. Our existence is all this, all these through the filters that came to be, to be expressed here in this, in this reality. Yeah, right? exactly. Yes, yes, exactly. And so you're right. So when you're talking about light and dark and dark, light has to move through the dark. The dark was created because people, many people say, oh, there, it's dark because there is no light. No, the dark was created as a space for the light to be in this dimension. Mm. Is this, in this. So it's like, it's like, a, it's like a, a balloon and then putting water inside. So it's, we had to create this balloon to put the water inside so it can float. Mm. Mm. Yeah. As you're as you're speaking through this, what I'm what I'm reflecting on is this sense as I've as I've dived more and more deeply into this duality between the light and the darkness that perhaps and and I I'm curious whether this resonates for you, but perhaps it is that the universe itself is eternal. Right? We think of a beginning. When you say the universe. The universe. What we see, the stars and the galaxies, is that what you're talking about? Everything. Everything. That includes the elevated ex uh, contraction of the light before the light became, before the light contracted? Or are you talking about this contraction level? Well, as you're speaking to the, the darkness had to be created, it's, it's, it's clear that creation is an element of our reality. Yeah. We, we, 
we can see it, whether it's, you know, an artist painting, creating artwork, or, you know, a, a, a mother gestating, creating a child, or, you know, this, there's this, this quality within our experience that is, that is creation. And, and yet the, 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 the further I've, I've dived into some of these very deep spaces, it seems as if every beginning is an ending and every ending a beginning. Yeah. And if that's accurate, that, 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 and that carries through everything, this is, this is one of the principles that I work with often is if something can be seen in a, in a smaller scale, that same, that same form shows up this is as above, so below, uh-huh. as within, so without. And, and so it, it, it brings me to this question of whether the, you know, the universe itself was ever actually created. And it, it seems like an obvious, like, of course it was, we see creation. And yet, and yet, whether it was like, where that initial impulse, where that initial um, force or, or power or energy seems as if it it's almost it's almost as if it always is always will and always has been and 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 within the the way we we perceive reality it's as if it might end that there's this apocalypse that might happen and 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 in scale yes we will die. We will end. There is a time in which all things come to a close. And yet, if that is simply another beginning, then, then this idea of beginnings and endings becomes a, 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 a falsehood, like a, 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 I hear a you. good story. I hear you. I hear you. That's a, that's a great point. So here's what, 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 I, what I see. The way that you're describing it from, your, from that standpoint is when you take into consideration that this is the main thing. Hmm. But really what is happening is that our entire life is one scene from an entire movie. Hmm. I mean, we've here, we are here again. Yeah. So we're in a different scene again. Yeah. We're in a, it's the same movie of our soul journey. But we are here again because each one has their own reason for why we're here again. That's why some people you recognize and you say, ah, oh, you feel the soul connection. Mm. And some people you feel you, you actually cannot be near. Like, I mean, there are contracts. So, so, so that shows me that this is really a scene of a film. And so I cannot use this as the foundation for everything because it's another link in the entire chain. You know, so, so for example, so what, Let's say I've seen myself many times in different life, life, uh, um, lifetimes, different, different, different characters. Doesn't matter. You know, I've traveled, I've seen. The question is, okay, great, I've been there, but what did I learn or not? (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm here again, and many, and most likely, many times with the same people. Reliving certain things that are conducive can be conducive to my growth, or am I going to make the same choices again? Mm. I had a talk Friday. I was talking about that our soul. The way that I see this is that our soul is cumulative; our memory is not. Mm. So think of you know think about a computer. Mm-hmm. 
Think about the hard drive, the files in the hard drives, in the hard drive, and think about the RAM, the random access memory, the memory chips that allow all the computer's application to run within that container that I created, the RAM. The RAM, think about it as a universe. I created that container to allow Adobe Photoshop to run in it. And so I can see the images, ta 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 The minute, sometimes what happens, we do, we do, do, I get stuck. I get freeze. I get the beach ball. What do I have to do? <laughs> I have to reset. <laughs> what happened to the RAM? It's gone. Because I reset the computer. What remained? The hard drive files, the files themselves. The soul, because it's there. Now, when does it become cumulative? When I hit command save. I did a change on the document. I hit command save. Now the computer can crash. The changes are still in the soul because they've been saved. Hmm. So that's our experience. So I'm, I'm curious. That's, I, I, I love the, the metaphor. And I'm curious what, if anything, from your experience, is that save point in our, ah, in our reality? That's our journey. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we need to figure out. Now, you can save also, listen, you can save also an error code. You can save also the wrong error code. But what will happen? You launch the computer, it'll freeze again at the same point. Mm. So for the left side of my brain, I'm, I've been an Apple consultant for almost 30 years, right? So you write code. You write code, and when, you, when the computer boots, it goes through a sequence of, of boot up process. It's, it's a process of, of uh, booting. If there is an error in certain code, it'll, it'll, it'll freeze in a certain point, and it'll always freeze at the same point. Mm. And I had it a few times until you test it and you remove, you see, until it continues, right? So let's say with Photoshop or you're, you're, you are, you're doing something and every time you're going to hit the save after you change the font, crashed. Why? Because the font is not there, so it doesn't know what to save. I'm just giving an example. So the application crashed. So now you're rebooting. So the question is, are you going to try the font again? Are you, okay, you're going to try the font again. You're going to crash. You ask, how do we know in our conscious life? Because what is happening? Our memory, when we come here, is wiped clean. Well, using the analogy that we're speaking of, what seems really obvious is that the, these kinds of error codes are like the traumatic experiences that we've that we've dealt with, right? Where something that that you've experienced, something that, that shifted you, that encoded mm. a, a, an error code, a freeze mm-hmm. response, right? If someone's been exposed to violence mm-hmm. at a young age yeah. if they're exposed to a situation that feels similar or go into a, uh, the same way they responded to it at the time and often that's a freeze that's true and so that same that same pattern however and and so i guess my my, my curiosity given this line of thinking is and especially since a lot of the work that i've been doing has given me a clear understanding of you know that, that when I when I speak to integration, this is a big part of what I'm what I'm speaking to, where it's where we're having new experiences, where we have an opportunity to rewrite this old this old code in our in our experience. Often, it's going through a very like a similar experience in a way that is allows you to have the same experience that you had before, mm-hmm. but in a safer environment, or the different just in different environment. Because, because we're learning from that, right? So 
at least from what I what I understand, the the way that our nervous system is able to effectively rewrite the, these these traumatic codes is when we get to experience that same thing again in a way that is safe in a in an environment that is um, that is safe, healthy, um, and 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 at the time the, when the the first instance of that traumatic experience occurred. We, we didn't receive what we needed at that time. And generally, this tends to break down to unconditional love. Mm. At a time when we received something other than unconditional love, and it can be as simple as you fell down and, you know, hit your teeth on the ground and broke a tooth, mm. right? And that creates this shock in the, in the system. Where, oh, no, I'm injured. I've hurt myself. But then it's often how you were responded to in that situation. Mm-hmm. When after that happened, were you held? Were you were you given were you mm-hmm. given the love that mm-hmm. you needed to feel safe, even though you hurt yourself? Mm-hmm. And so, a lot of what we're doing in in our you know as in in as in in therapy, in working with plant medicines, in all, all sorts. There's all sorts of tools that we're using mm-hmm. on the planet at the moment to work on this. Is we're allowing ourselves to go back into these spaces right. where, and and feel the discomfort. That that's right. That's right. You're absolutely right. And by being in somewhere safe while we're experiencing that discomfort, it actually allows our nervous system for, to relax in a way that it hasn't before. And so, so that that's a that's a mechanism. And yet, what I'm what I'm still curious about is this this idea of a like reset, a new save state. Mm-hmm. This this idea of a complete refresh back to unconditional love whether that's possible and it well that's why we come here again well i i suppose i suppose so i suppose so it certainly seems like what there is to be doing here yeah bring it back to unconditional love as much as possible this is why this is why i carry the name love as i do it's a reminder for myself that love is who we are love is what we're from and that as a society it's it's family name love the family that i refer to in this space is humanity the yeah. whole the whole family but here here's the thing you know when was the first time that you felt love to people felt love to people mm-hmm. or from people to people it's mm. a beautiful question hmm Hmm. Well, what immediately arises as you ask that question is how deeply I love my immediate family members, my sister, my mother, my father. And I can think of moments with each of them of feeling deeply loving towards towards them. However, I don't know that I can come up with exactly the answer to the question you're asking of the first time that I felt that. Yeah. Yeah, the reason I, I, I maybe it's something that you can you can uh, um, train yourself to go through. But the, the reason I ask this question is because yes, I'm, I'm interested, but I understand that this is not a of the fly kind of thing. But it is to show that you 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 activated your cumulative soul because you already came to that conclusion about loving others. And you are and you are going through the experiences, and you're having all these filters and the life experiences. You know, maybe something tainted you, 
maybe as a child, you know, and, and it's like this confusion. But inside you, you already knew about love. You know, now it's just different versions of maybe on maybe peeling layers, learning different ways of love. You know, the 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 Torah is is referred to as love. Hmm. The Torah is, is water, and water is love. And there are seventy faces to the Torah. There are seventy ways you can come to the Torah. This means that there are seventy faces to love. There there is no any one issue that has more than seventy opinions on it. The entire existence. Everything has no more than 70 opinions. But anyway, so, yeah. Well, well that, so. that brings me to something that I've been diving deeply, deeply, deeply But just to find this, recently. just to this point, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But it is to so show that you already had that. You already had that sense of love. You know, something had to happen to trigger you into that place. Or maybe it's just... An, I don't know. I don't know that that's the case. I See, this is... My, my, my sense of it is that we can only ever... It's like we are love. Well, we are like re- yeah, but we don't remember it all the time, <laughs> right? Look at what's happening in the world, <laughs> right? It's it's the remembering that's really key. The memory, the RAM, that we have to find the right path to get to the hard drive, <laughs> to get to the Pinocchio over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm sorry, I cut you. We're starting mm. to share. Well, you were speaking to seventy faces, um, seventy ways to approach the Torah. And it reminded me of the I Ching, the 64 frequencies that make up of all, all of the universe. And they seem, you know, it's a very, very similar number there, 70, 64. The 64 frequencies that compose the I Ching are understood as the, the 64 harmonic gates mm-hmm. in which energy travels through. And I've been spending a lot of time with this um, way of interpreting and understanding how our reality functions over the last few months. And you asked me to come up with a word to bring to the table for this conversation. And the one that occurred to as the word to bring was or is truth. Mm. And it's truth since Currently, the gate that we are transiting, the I Ching or the Gene Key gate, depending on which system you're using, is the gate of truth. Mm. Fascinating. The six-day transit until tomorrow. (laughs) And this is the transition from the shadow of doubt to the city of truth. Fascinating. And so this is is what I'm experiencing very deeply in my own inter my, my personal experience at the moment this is why this feels you know relevant to share is currently been dealing with parts of myself that doubt mm. i've been p- dealing with parts of myself that are that despite having faith despite having cultivated mm. faith that i still doubt that everything is working out mm. And so, as I see it at the moment, the work that there is to be doing to be doing during this transit is to recognize, to remember mm. those parts of myself that are currently doubting, and allow them to, into the light. And there's this, there's this, this, the challenge of it is, you know, it's, that's that's so. It's it's like allowing it up in and of itself is the discomfort, right? Actually mm. having to 
to to sit with the doubt itself right to sit with it just to, to how does it feel in the body how does it how does it meditate or how mm. does it how does it you felt a, a little bit earlier you drank a little bit uh tea i gave you mm-hmm. and uh you start feeling things in your body mm-hmm. things were moving so it's like well i know exactly that trust feels like deep relaxation mm. when i trust the universe when i trust myself when i trust those around me oh, oh i feel you man i have you there's <laughs> this sense of ah oh, i can relax I can relax, I can relax, I can relax. And when I doubt, when I doubt, there's this tightness, this contraction, this tension yeah. that, that, that creeps in. And so that's, that's what I've been transmuting through myself over the, this last few days is really allowing myself to recognize where there's doubt and relax and remind my body that it can relax, that it's safe, that it's okay. And yet there's still this, this, you know, this distortion that I experience within my, within my own field that I don't always have faith, mm. right? Ye of little faith. I, despite how much I've, cult- I've practiced and cultivated this attention towards faith in the universe, faith in God, faith in my fellow man, there's still parts of me that are deeply concerned, mm. deeply concerned that in a way that is, has been very difficult to sit with, very difficult to sit with. And, and I know that this isn't just me, right? That I'm not the only one who, who, who feels these things, that this is part of where we are yes, you're right. on the planet. There's, you are right. There's a lot. There's yeah, you're right. Discomfort and there's there's room for faith. You're right? right. You're right. This is this is great. This is great. I mean, I, I this is great. Room for faith. So we're creating a room to put faith in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're creating a space to put faith in. One might no, call the, that a temple. Hey. Hey, that's exactly where it is. Mm. There you go. Mm. So we're creating a temple within us that we are. That we put our faith in, but the, but then we are we are we are, but then we are compartmentalizing faith. Mm. Faith, mm. we're compartmentalizing it instead of being like a sponge inside an ocean, and it's automatically it's in it, it's in the ocean. Mm. It's not just part of the sponge that is being wet. <laughs> yeah. Mm. This is, uh, yeah. So truth. So, so, so the truth is, is being expressed because you're, you're describing the things that you're, without going into details, just the concept of, of what you're going through. So, so what I'm hearing from you is that truth this is how truth is manifesting in your life, or this is how you want truth to be expressed in your life based on the situation that you're in. Hmm. Well, I'm, I'm trying to understand. I think so. Personally, a big part of my practice is to be as truthful as possible, to be as honest as possible. 
speak from what I know to be true, from what feels true, and to speak honestly. And it's something that I deeply appreciate in others as well, when I feel that the communication is resonant, mm. where what is being said is a true expression of, of someone's true being. There's, there's something mm. so that, that is so relaxing when I feel like we're having a real conversation, an honest conversation, true conversation. And it's been a fascinating part of the experience of living in Los Angeles so far. There's this quality that I am delighted by and also um, feel, feel the, the challenge of that Los Angeles is a city that is known globally as you know, the center for, for storytelling, for acting. And so there's this peculiar quality, both of the best stories in the world, or at least the most widespread stories in the world coming from this, this place. Mm. And at the same time, I've been having this lived experience of this, this quality within with, of, of depthful truthfulness in many of the people that I'm meeting. There is, there's this strong thread of, of people who are excellent at what they do in this city. There's, there's world-class talent and, and people who are, um, you know, powerful, beautiful expressions of what it is to be a human being on the planet. And I'm meeting many of these people. And then at the same time, there's also this part of me that is aware that this city is also one of the places where the best actors are, the, the best, um, the highest, the, the most skilled, um, like presentation of story. Mm. And so there's this quality of, like, you know, what is really true and who is being, who is actually being real here that I've been, that I've been experiencing quite a lot. And it's drawing me to this, to this edge of trying to be as honest and real and truthful as, as possible in this, in this space, but also finding myself very much on edge, very much at like very watchful for is, does this person have my best interests in mind? Well, you are in LA. I mean, you know, LA is also known for being the, I mean, you know, it's like what you see is not always what you get, mm. you know, it's just nature of things here in this place. It's also, of course, the nature of things sometimes in people it depends on the people, but not everybody is like that. I mean, you can't put a blanket statement. No, absolutely not. And, and because there are people different, you know, just like the, the, the different people like this anywhere. But because this is, I see, because this is, you're talking about acting. What are they doing acting? The actors here, what do they do? They portray somebody who they're not, or maybe it is them. You know, I find that acting is, is a very strong psychological work. About well, true inside. acting, as far as I can tell, like, is when someone is, is, is inside. calling from something true and expressing Exactly, it. exactly. So, so it's a part of them. But, you know, today, I don't know. Sometimes it seems a little uh, fake. Hmm. Yeah. (sighs) 
Interesting. So this is how you're, yeah. So what do you get when you achieve truth? Or when you achieve, uh, 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 you, 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 you experience what you want to experience? Mm-hmm. And have you, have you experienced that yet? Maybe it's different stages of experience. Mm-hmm. Maybe, it is, maybe it's a global one thing and that's it. Now to the next thing. Or is it something that stays and carries throughout every experience? Mm-hmm. I felt like there were a few different threads in that question. Oh, I'm man, sure exactly I, I forgot it already. The minute I asked, I forgot. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, what, what comes, comes through to speak to is what does truth feel like? What is it? What yeah. do you get from, yes. uh, from yes. truth? Yes. To me, truth feels like a breath of fresh air. Mm. When you're, there's this, there's like falsehood feels stagnant. It feels contracted. It feels tight. It feels, um, feels muddy, feels sticky. And truth, when you're, when when I, when I, when that that stagnancy that stuckness is present truth cuts through that it cuts through it like like a fresh breeze or you know an ocean wave it, it and it washes through that stagnancy and there's this d- distinct quality to truth speaking where having a conversation where people are being authentic and honest puts my soul at ease. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is an, this is a safe place to be because what's actually going on is what's being communicated. There's no, it's, it's like, there's a, there's, it's, it feels unsafe to be somewhere mm-hmm. where there's a lack of truth, where there's no, I honesty. hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel that. You know, I, I hear you. It's like sometimes you go to places and you're sitting and, you know, it's, you could feel it. You could feel it in the air. You could feel it in the room. You could feel it in the... feel it everywhere. Mm. And it's the exact quality that really makes for a, a powerful healer or, you know, a, 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 or a beautiful... The experience, for, for me at least, is... When I go in to see someone to do work with them, when I feel safe, when I feel like this is this is an this this person that I'm working with is honest, there's some quality of like that in and of itself feels like healing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So so that person in a way makes you feel comfortable too. Yeah. They don't trigger you. Yeah. yeah. There is nothing, they don't come with any agendas. So you basically can Tell the agenda. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if you they can do tell have the agenda, agenda you can be tell... honest about it. You know what the agenda is. Oh, and if they're not honest, well, I mean, if they have an agenda, maybe it, it fits that they're not honest. Because mm. otherwise, what do you have an agenda? Unless you're, unless it's, uh, I don't know. Agenda sounds all the time has this negative connotation. See, I don't, I don't have an issue with an agenda. In fact, I, I like, I like. Well, maybe that's my experience. Agenda. Maybe it's my Perhaps. experience. My Perhaps. experience is people had an agenda when, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And and so 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 truth is different with each one. Well, I think at least for me, when I know what someone's agenda is, it gives me the context of how to operate with them. Because if I if I feel aligned with that agenda, then I can put my energy into that thing. Great, you want to you know take care of your family and feed people who are hungry. 
beautiful. That aligns. I feel so nourished by that. That's on, that's on your agenda. Okay, great. Yes. I want to support what you're doing. Yeah. Right. Whereas when I don't know your agenda, when I don't know what you're here to do, I, when I don't know what you're, what's important to you mm-hmm. or what you're going to put your time and energy towards, mm-hmm. that's where the, the I, I believe an agenda can be, um, can cause discomfort when someone's coming in with something that they're intending that mm-hmm. may or may not align. I hear you. I hear you. Well, you guys who are, who are with us, uh, uh, you see us, we are going into different places and, uh, and uh, it's really fun just to philosophize our time, you know, and find different understandings and, and uh, um, breakthroughs sometimes, realizations, you know. This is why it's important that, that, there, are, that there is somebody you can talk with that, that in, in any conversation, but in your level, in your uh, comfort or in your language, actually, that's the right thing. That's the right one to say. In your language, everybody has a different language. Just to speak and to express because through the expression, we discover things, we create, you know. How many times, you know, to me it happened many times. I speak with somebody and I have this creative idea. Oh, wow, great. Oh, I can do this. Oh, I can do this. Now, this wouldn't happen if we wouldn't have this conversation. Because that particular moment in time that triggered some kind of something in me or brought something down wouldn't have happened if we wouldn't have this conversation. Pretty much like we were talking about. Like, uh, I want, like, we're talking, you're talking about cutting through everything. I, I, maybe I wanted to give, I gave you the example of an LP record, right? An LP record where we are in the middle of the hole. We're, we're, we are the entire thing, actually, or the entire circle. But our, our experience is here in the middle. And then all those lines are our life stories and our understandings and the experience and everything. And some are nice, some are not. This is all our stories. And sometimes we need, sometimes we're getting a, a scratch, like a, a needle scratch all across from that, from that middle space all the way up. Cutting through everything, cutting through all those, all the, the stories, all the masks, everything, like going to the source, you know. And I've experienced that a few, a few times. You know, it's 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 breathtaking. It's fascinating. It's just like there's no even how way to put it in words that will give it its rightful glory, if you will. Well, Leonard Cohen said, there is a crack in everything. That's where the light That's comes in. Like it, <laughs> I have that poster. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's like one of those posters. That's great. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, you know, so talking to the truth, my word is, uh, unless there is another, more to talk about the truth. I don't want to, you know. No, no, no. Let's, bring, let's it comes bring together. It words. comes together. Yeah. Freedom, you know. Freedom. Freedom. Yes. Freedom. Freedom. Now. Yes. Now, 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 now. Freedom can be, if, you know, you can think about many things about freedom. You know, it's the best question is to say, to ask, what's the first thing when I said the word freedom, what came to your, to your mind? You know? Hmm. Like also, people, whoever is listening, what came to your mind when you say freedom? You know, and of course, we're taking it to our own, to our own story. Depends on the level. Maybe for you, freedom is expressed through the truth. Hmm. So you feel relaxed you know 
Yeah. In my case, freedom is expressed through the lack of judge, through the just being, just allowing to be without judgment of mm. how you are. Mm. You know? mm-hmm. Just, just, just being, you know. And so, it's truth, and that's truth, also. Yes. 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 I, I, I find when I am in a space where exactly as I am yeah. is welcome. That that is one of the most comfortable spaces. That opportunity to feel free to be just as I am. No. That that is as far as I experience, that's true freedom. To be exactly as I am. To be exactly as I am. That's freedom. With no expectation to be any other way. Not feeling like I'm trying, like someone's trying to change me, like I'm trying to force myself to push myself to do something other than I am. True freedom is just that relaxing into the truth of this moment, just as I am, just as I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Right on, man. So grateful when I'm in spaces where I have that freedom. Right on, man. Yeah. That's great. It's, it's, listen, this is uh, this is deep. I love this stuff. Mm-hmm. I love going into all these places and finding a way and mapping these experiences. You know, it's mm-hmm. like it's like uh, yeah, it's just and then to feel it and then when you feel it, right? Understanding it and feeling it. That's that's great. That's great. It's, uh, yeah, for me, freedom is 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 also this spaciousness to be at full extension to be as expanded as i am um i've had these i've had a had a few of these moments where i'm in medicine ceremonies Uh and there's this part of me that feels this need to stretch stretch out yeah and i've had a few of these moments where when i stretch out there's it's running into things. It's like, there's, that's it. That's all the space that I've got. And there's this interesting psychological experience that occurs there where it's like, oh, there's not enough space. So, so, so you mean physically you're trying, like in, in space, journey spaces, you, you try to expand and, and you, you feel because of people or whatever and you feel that there was no space? Yeah. Well, it's, it's something that I've experienced in, in medicine ceremonies. However, I also can see where I experienced that in, in physical and in, in, in other parts of my life as well, where it's, it's like, I'm a, I'm a, a very large, I'm a tall human being who's very he is tall. He's tall. And I have this capacity <laughs> to take up a lot of space when I'm in full expression. And there's this part of me that, that feels like I run up against the, the, the boundaries of, of, how much space people have for mm. the level of expression that I'm capable of, where it's almost like by being expressed by, by being as honest and as authentic as I am, that that triggers people, that there's this sense that, Oh, who are you to be so bright? Who are you to shine so brightly? You're, you're shining in my eyes, you know, you're shining. In, in I hear you. I hear you. I see it all comfortable. I see it. I, 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 I know what you mean. I, I see it in other people. I see it with me. I, I see that. So, so you find that you're being shunned down, like being asked or hinted towards or whatever. Hey, yeah. dude. 
Yeah, yeah not so loud. Yeah, but you see, this is not your story. Mm-hmm. See, unless you're hurting anybody, which hard for me to believe that <laughs> you you are. This is many times. This is the inability of of these individuals to contain your energy. Energy. Mm-hmm. Now, this is part of a part in a workshop that I do. Love him in seven colors. Okay, I'll, give, I'll tell you why. Give me an example. 1980s or 1990s. Go back to computers, right? At those times, the screen monitors were, you know, 256 colors. You know, even earlier, earlier than 1980. 256 colors. Today, we're 5K monitors, right? So this, this was the gamut in the in, at those times, and now the gamut is like this, right? So this can contain this, but this cannot contain this, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. If you ask a picture of 256 colors to be expanded to 4K, many parts will be blurry mm-hmm. because it can't control. So the people who don't have... Uh, this is good also for any kind of work relationship, you know, personal relationship. If you are the one, if you are able to see that, that means that you can contain them, but they cannot contain you. So sometimes, and this is I find sometimes that I that I do to you know because people are people, you are with people, you are on people, you know is to is to re, is to adjust from a choice is to adjust and when somebody says something in a certain way or something okay fine all right because i'm here and they are here like you you're here and they are here they're not able to contain so it's not to say that hey don't express yourself but it's like maybe there is a different way to express yourself that can be considerate of the other person. And this is where I think started the whole politically correct crap. Mm-hmm. I really, it's not crap. It's really politically correct to, uh, the politically correct is crap, but the being nice, I believe that the original idea, and I didn't check it, it's just my, is let's try and be considerate of the other person when we say something. We don't have to be so blunt. Yes, we can. Okay, great, you can. Yes, you can go and buy a gun. You can go and shoot, but it doesn't mean that you're going to do that. You can go and get a license. It's, it's, it's an amendment. You can do that, but it doesn't mean that you can that you that you need to go and do that because there is another person or there are other people. So maybe it is knowing your power and choosing where you can or how you can navigate. Maybe, maybe, you know, like I can take a 4K image and tell it make it 256K. So now it will give me an image of 256K colors. It's an expression of the 4K as the 256 colors. It's not being coerced. It's not being forced. It's choosing. I can contain that. They cannot contain me. I mean, what can I do? You know, is the ox laughing at the bird that it cannot, that it can, or the bird laughing at the ox that it cannot fly? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right? So maybe I can choose to see, okay, and this way I can also navigate the lay of the land and move smoother. And I'm saying this to myself. I'm, I'm just, I'm, you know, it's like we're talking and, you know, it's, it's we're projecting and reflecting. We're, we're like this, you know? Because we are, we are, we're going through, 
we all are going, we're all feeling the same feelings, just different stories. So it's like, you know, we're, we're, we're feeling one another, you know? So, so, so I feel that. So it's like, maybe there's a different way to tell the story. Hmm. doesn't have to, you don't have to, but. Well, speaking to being another way to tell the story, something that I'm present to as we're sitting here is the name of this show is Abracadabra. Abracadabra. Right? Create so, what you speak. Create what you speak. And so there's a part of me that's aware of, you know, how I've been speaking, what I'm speaking into existence and wanting to be considerate of the impact of some of the things that I've you know, said in this conversation, knowing that, well, on one hand, that it's the energy behind what I say that is what's actually creating the experience. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, there's an awareness that Well, at least a sense that some of what I've been saying is is not necessarily coming from the, the a place of what, the energy that I'm trying to call in. That's not necessarily as loving as as is possible. And I suppose that's the part of me that I question whether you know where my where my intention comes from. Right? It's this desire to be loving. This desire to be operating from a place of loving presence and to experience that in turn. And you don't feel that you're in that space? Well, who is to say that you're not in that space? Well, I, I'm, I'm finding myself in a position at the moment in my life where I've been ongoingly operating with a very, very strong intention to be as generous as possible, to share what I have, to give what I have, to generously give wherever possible of my energy and of the resources that I have, whether that's, you know, offering food to someone who's hungry around me, to you know, a gentle, gentle touch when, when someone is in pain mm. and there's this kind of, there's been this ongoing practice, which is very, which I feel is very important of, of operating as generously as possible. And yet, and, and a, a big part of where, you know, what, the philosophy behind that, or I'm not sure, are you familiar with um, sacred economics as a, as a paradigm at all? The work of Charles Eisenstein. Why don't you go over that? Well, there's a lot, there's a lot in it. Um, and um, for me, I, I read one of Charles Eisenstein's books about four years ago for the first time. And in it, he lays out a possible future for, humanity when it comes to how we operate mm. in in terms mm. of economics away from a kind a, a system that's about um that's that focuses on kind of the glorification of money the glorification of capital and and shifts towards um, an economic system designed around generosity where the gift itself is what is um, is is prioritized, which felt so beautiful to read this 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 book, which presents this as a possibility of 
as as a as a species as human beings that we might actually be able to operate in a world where the reason that people are fed is because people are gifting food so and and what it is it's sustainability yes and this is how we're designed yes when you give how do you feel it's exactly feeling exactly and so we're designed we're designed to do that i mean this is really the intention to be mm-hmm. this is you know and then we have all our foiler sticks that go around and all the fear and the ego and the da 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 da, da, da you know and you know and that's where if i feel the path is do we find the right path or do we get or do we crash again and we have to hit the reset button mm. and this so, is this is this is the you know i've been i've been in this deep process moving through the, these themes as i'm I've been very intentionally operating as generously as possible mm. for at least three years. Mm. And I'm in, I've, I find myself in this, in this position at the moment where I feel very depleted energetically. Mm. Like I feel at an, at an edge mm. where I don't, where I'm, I'm having to be incredibly intentional about where I'm putting my energy, who I'm sharing my energy with. Because I'm feeling it, I'm feeling like I'm in this place of very high level of depletion, tiredness, this exhaustion mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. that is that is it's it kind of feels like the the this this it's this you know in my in my personal hero's journey this is the this is the current obstacle that I'm facing is this this experience of of uh, it, it feels like there's uh, like if I was experiencing the same generosity that I've been offering. I feel like what I'm dealing with would be resolved. And so there's this deep part of me that feels like life itself is reciprocal very deeply and yet isn't seeing that. And yet as we're speaking what we want into existence, that's not what I want to be speaking into existence, right? And yet it's still coming out of my mouth. This, this, this part of me that is, that is frustrated, this cons- like that. Well, you give it space. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know it sounds easier than said, but but it is. We're we're giving it space. Yeah, I feel this. I feel this. I feel this. I give it. We're giving it space, so it comes into come into fruition, hmm. right? So, and let's look at the practical level. Maybe maybe this is happening again, so you can see and you can see where to put your energy at mm. maybe this was part of your you know the the in kabbalah it says that the most difficult things that we deal with in life are part of our tikkun mm. are part of our purification process mm. purification not in like oh somebody not all that stuff like purification like cleaning the diamond from the mud around it you know that kind of yes so so maybe this is a process of purification so you are coming into your own power and it's okay to say no. Mm. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but no. But to say yes, to well, say no. Well, what, you know you're, what, I mean? what you're speaking to is, is perfect. It feels exactly like what I'm doing is kind of this rewriting the patterns that I've been operating from where <laughs> I have been giving energy to things that don't feel aligned, that don't feel true. And that's what I can be responsible for, where... When I'm putting my energy into things that I don't, that I don't 
trust, that don't feel true, that 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 don't make me feel freedom that anymore. Anymore, but they used to. But they, you used to be there and to fl- and to swim through it. Maybe you you felt sense something is not sitting, but you but you were still complete with that. But they were here and there, mm. and slowly these things are coming up enough times and heavy enough to realize that wait. Now you know. It's like it's like when an addict. The first step is to say I'm addict. I'm an addict. Mm. So it's like the first step to say, oh wait, I'm realizing that I'm doing things and putting things in a pattern that are not good for me. Meaning, not everything that I want is good for me. Mm. And let me tell you, my, let me share you, my friend. We're in a similar, similar boat, just in different directions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean when we're now we're realizing, hey, so what is the brave thing to do? Right? Hey, I want, this is a great point, just came to me. So it's good. These are intention cards. Okay. Okay. And I want to pull an intention card. Okay. And uh, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, you can answer it. You don't have to answer it. Um, you know, whatever. Um, and I'm shuffling like my grandmother used to shuffle. <laughs> yeah, this is like uh, kind of like uh, this is not really shuffling, but I won't go to Vegas. Okay, here's here's one came out. Or you know what? You pick one. I'm just. Uh, All right. I'm just. This one, right this one. here. All right. So, what does it say? What delights me. All right. So these, so these are intention cards. Some of you know it. If you're in my, if you've come to my talks, you know I've done, I've done those here and there, especially there. Um, what delights me. So these are questions that are designed to poke, hmm. to poke you, to poke you either to answer the questions face value. Hmm. Or to ask, okay, what delights me? What place do I inhabit within myself that that thing delights me? Is it is what delights me coming from a place of a need? Coming from a place of, oh, this is what I really want, what I'm lacking now? I mean, or is it something temporary? Is it something, mm-hmm. you know, maybe... It, it could be anything. It could be a physical, it could be a spiritual, it could be anything. It doesn't mean that you have to answer it. Mm-hmm. I just don't put you on the spot. But No, of course. Well, but so, this is what we're, 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 here. we're doing here. We're here, on the spot. So, some, so what, what delights me is something that delights me is having conversations in which it's clear that something that I have said has created a remembering within the person that I'm speaking to of something true, hmm. something deep within them that is true, that is resonant, not just... I think that sounds good, but the deep feeling of remembering, oh, yes, that feels good. There's a particular quality. And this is, this is, I've been working as a, as a transformational coach for about three years now. And this has been one of the vehicles for that, where I have a wide array of very powerful tools for supporting people in essentially getting to know the deeper truth of who they actually are, which is the universe experiencing itself in form. And there's this delight, this beautiful glow of energy that seems to emerge in these conversations where someone recognizes, oh, wow, I am 
more magnificent than I realized. I am more skilled than I had been giving myself credit for. That, to me, that is delightful. That, that creates so much, because I, I know that having seen that, that having experienced that, that they're going to go out into their life and be more of that. Mm. Be, not just that they're going to be that way, which they already have been, but they're going to do it from a place of self-awareness. Having been seen in that way, seen for their kindness, seen for their compassion, seen for their generosity, and that having been seen for that and remembering that that's true, that that resonates for them, that that gets to ripple. They get to go out into the world and be even kinder, even more compassionate, mm, yeah. even more generous wow. than they knew they were capable of the day before. That's, that's beautiful. Nice. Mm, so that's what delights me. All right. How about you? Would you How like about to me? the same question or would you like to pick a different card? Uh, I'll pick a different card. Okay. Yeah. Pick a different card. I'll tell you why also. Because I thought about the question. Mm -hmm. You know? And uh, when I start you know, when I start thinking about it, it's like, ah, <laughs> oh man, I guess there were a bunch of them fell off, but I guess I'll take just this one. You know, when they jump out of the deck. Oh, I know, <laughs> but these were four or five. I was like, oh, dude, they got too many. <laughs> <laughs> what would be perfect? <laughs> what would be perfect? What would be perfect? It's so fitting, man. Like thinking of myself, it's so fitting because it's such a, it's such a mind question. Mm. I feel mm. such a mind question. I feel such mind, okay. yeah. mind. I think <laughs> such a mind question. But um, but I can tie it back to uh, you know it ties to the lights because maybe you know I was thinking about oh, I should go with a question. No? It ties in with the delight. I see that because you know if it's perfect, then it delights me, right? <laughs> You know, if now the question is, what is my definition of perfect? You know, I can go through down the, the rabbit hole of what's my definition of perfect. Uh, do I need to be perfect? What do I find imperfect? But um, it ties back to that freedom thing, hmm. to that freedom word that was that I was sharing with you. Is the freedom of to, to to express without the without feeling judged. Is this sweet spot? And when you were talking about delight, I know what you mean. It's that sweet spot of harmony. You feel like everything is harmonious. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Everything is harmonious. There is no one thing that is like, ah, oh, but I got this thing. You know, mm -hmm. everything is harmonious. It, it, no, it's perfect. You know, that is perfect. That is perfect. Mm -hmm. Harmony is perfect. And sometimes it could be like this, sometimes it could be like this. Sometimes I can sit on a boat and sometimes I could sit in a shack. You know, it doesn't matter. Sometimes I can sit in a, in, a, in a condo that is looking to the beach and sometimes I can sit in a condo that looks to the backyard. So when I'm in harmony, whenever I am, that's perfect. 
what you're saying is bringing to mind this turn of phrase when something rings true. Uh-huh. Right. And as someone who does sound healing, I'm sure you know exactly what I'm speaking about. But when you hit a tuning fork or a sound bowl and the tone that comes through has that harmonious quality that, that just rings out into the space, That's right. that, that ring of truth That's to bring right. us back to this word that we've That's been right. experimenting with or exploring it is one of these these experiences that I have where truth as a quality in a conversation, there's a feeling. It, it feels true. It resonates truthfully yes. to you. It resonates your home. Everybody has a home tone, home note. Yes. It resonates. You know, it's like a certain feeling that resonates with that frequency. It's not just that what you're saying makes sense. It's I can feel that as you say that, you feel the truth yeah. of what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. That to me, that is that is something that I that I find to be so powerful. That's that harm. It's that harmonious, harmonious quality. Yes, yes. What is inside of you is coming out, and there's this congruence. Yeah. That, that to yeah, me, yeah. that is one of the ultimate values of truth. Is when you're congruent in your internal state and your external state, where you speak how you feel honestly there's this congruity where i can i can actually experience how you're experiencing yeah because i can hear it and i can hear that as you say it it resonates i can feel you well thank god and thank you that's great that 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 is that is why this is great guys you know this is we need to make it more obvious but this is this is really this is yeah yeah thank you yeah this is this is great and thank you for bringing you here because we wouldn't experience this. I wouldn't experience it with anybody else except for with you. <laughs> right? So what you're saying is That's this it. is perfect just as for, it is. For, yeah, for now, <laughs> for now, this is what is perfect because we are here. We are, we are harmon harmonizing. Harmonizing is not necessarily balance. You know? Harmonizing and and we have a great, you know, I was thinking about how it's going to be, da, 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 the light, the, the, the camera, the, da, da, da. everything worked perfect. If you guys were able to see that, it was really nice. Uh, you know, and, and you bring the energies. And look, we're wearing similar color tones. Very grounding color tones. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, as it is above, so it is below and sideways too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so we are, you know, I feel you. Look. Red pants, red shirt, brown pants, brown shirt. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> Clearly on a similar wavelength. Yeah, yeah it's, it's funny. It's and funny. that's it. And that's what, that's what actually allows harmony. Yeah. Is when the wavelengths yeah. are similar. And the similarity between the wavelengths is what allows them to oscillate. If the oscillation is similar, right? Well, yeah. And, 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 and it is... Is like keeping something, you know, sometimes it's 70-30, sometimes it's 60-40, sometimes it's 50-50. You know, it's it's keeping the ball the ball rolling. Yeah, and then the the, the the spaces between the the waves, you know, that is that is allowing things to happen the way that they happen and vibrate the way that they happen. Absolutely. Mm. This is great. This is great, man. Mm. So we can talk here until tomorrow. Uh <laughs> well, maybe we should do it again and and uh, please send us suggestion ideas 
you have a question um, about anything, about what Elijah does, Elijah Love does, about sound therapy, sound healing. And I want to, uh, please, send any questions, uh, website? Don't currently have a website. Facebook? Uh, I am on Facebook. If, if, how love. do people love you? How do people love you? How do people find you? <laughs> Well, I don't know how people love it. <laughs> well, you can find me on Instagram at Elijah, Eli.ja.love. You can find me on Facebook at Elijah Love. Those are the two best ways to find me at the moment. It'll be, it'll be written down. It's, so as we speak now, when it's broadcasted, it's all written down. So you can follow that. Perfect. Yeah, that's, that's, that's great. And um, I want to leave us with um, a frequency for the little sound bowl and um, yeah let's do that so I have this this bowl has been calling me here let me let me have your uh, hand here let me have your hand don't hug it just straight hand yeah yeah so just uh, close your eyes in through your nose out through your nose This frequency is the throat chakra frequency. Mm. You know, and uh, throat chakra, throat chakra, while it's a chakra on its own, it's the bridge for all the other chakras to go through. Mm-hmm. And so when we have blockages in the, in the way of not speaking our truth or speaking what we don't want to speak or not saying no or yes, or to ourselves, how we talk to ourselves, it gets blocked here. And then we have all these congestions and things that are happening and migraines. Mm. Mm. So thank you very much, uh, Elijah. Thank you very much for blessing the space here with your energy. And... uh, yeah, it's been great. Thank you guys, everybody, for being here. It's Purim. <laughs> it's Purim. So I'm going to put this heavy thing on me here. <laughs> Whoa. You got, to, you, got to, you got to have muscles to hold that weight. Right? You just... Oh, my God. Yeah, Purim. All right. So this is, by the way, the original crown from the movie King Arthur. Uh, King, uh, what was that now? King Ralph, sorry. <laughs> King Ralph. <laughs> King Ralph. <laughs> With uh, anyway, so 
thank you guys for being here. This is Abracadabra, Create What You Speak. Elijah, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. It's been really a, a, a blessing. Yeah. It's a pleasure, pleasure to be here with you, Elon. Thank you for having me Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to sure. have a rich conversation about truth and freedom yeah, and, yeah. and all the resonance in between. For everyone who was tuning in, I hope there was a seed in that conversation that Amen. might offer a, a new perspective, something new that you hadn't considered that might create some lightness Amen. in your day. Amen. Amen. So thank you very much. Uh, I'm Ilan Azulai, and my information is here. If you'd like to ask any questions or have any anything for Elijah, for me. And until the next time, I'll see you around. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. All right, my friend. <sighs> That's a conversation. That's great, man. It's interesting that you said, uh, you said migraines. Halfway through that conversation, I felt like I was maybe going to... Oh, I didn't hit record on this thing. Oh, show me. Oh, guess I'll have to do the whole thing Just, again. No, no, no. I <laughs> no, I have it here. Well, we'll do it another We'll do another one, but... Uh... Electric acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for The, the Candle, Candle Power, Power Hour. Hour. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Electric Acid.